Welcome to Sunday Sermons from Trinity UMC in Lincoln, a podcast to help on the faith journey. Now on to this week's message from Pastor Jeff Slater. Scripture this morning is going to be read by Ava Tomlin, another one of our compromands, and it is 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 3, through, verses 3 through 7. Let's listen. I'm grateful to God, whom I serve with good conscience as my ancestors did. I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night. When I remember your tears, I long to see you so that I can be filled with happiness. I'm reminded of your authentic faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I'm sure that this faith is also inside you. Because of this, I'm reminding you to revive God's gift that is in you through the laying on of my hands. God didn't give us a spirit that is timid, but one that is powerful, loving, and self-controlled. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. All right, thank you, Ava. So today is Confirmation Sunday, and that means we're doing things a little different. There isn't a sermon, a traditional sermon in the service today. I thought it would be good to just simply let Confirmation be the sermon and let all of our confirmands uh, share with us a little bit too. And sometimes that act of ritual, that act of rite, that act of passage uh, speaks to us more loudly than uh, whatever words I could come up with would be. But I am a preacher, so I do need to say a few words, right? (laughs) You couldn't stop me if you tried. Well, I want to talk about what confirmation is, because I think it's important to understand what it is we're about to do. Now, different uh, traditions, different faith traditions, different denominations, or however you want to say it, uh, have different beliefs when it comes to baptism. Now, we all believe the, basic, the same basic thing about, uh, about the gift that God has given us in baptism, and we see Jesus being baptized, of course. But one of the areas we disagree sometimes is about infant baptism. And I think a lot of people don't understand the fullness of what we believe as United Methodists. We believe quite strongly in infant baptism in part because, well, a baby may not be ready to, pro- to uh, proclaim their faith uh, as their own just yet, but when it comes right down to it, are any of us really? Are any of us really able to keep our vows? No, the truth is it's more about God than it is about us. Our, we're part of it, of course, and we do make a promise to God, but it's more about what God is doing in us. And why would we not want even the youngest among us to have that uh, just as early as they can, or at least to, to symbolize that and to invite it in at least as early as we can. However, we don't stop there as United Methodists. We say, uh, including it at, in, during uh, ba- uh, baptisms of babies, that when the time comes that this child is able to proclaim their faith, to claim that as their own, uh, then they should do so and they should say so publicly. And that's what confirmation is all about, to affirm the faith that God has been growing in them from the day that they were born uh, and to share that. So there's a reason that we have the baptismal font in the camera shot uh, behind me here and in a few minutes when we do a confirmation when we when we do confirmation you'll see the kneeler which I think is just out of the camera shot right now however it is intentionally next to this baptismal font uh, for a reason because that's what we're doing we're uh, completing that journey or at least marking a significant step along the way of it the scripture we just read also captures what we're doing uh, today well. It's from 2 Timothy. Now, Timothy was one of the first children to be raised in faith. 
You know, if you think about it, the first Christians were one who, ones who encountered Jesus uh, in the flesh, who knew him. Uh, but Timothy has a little different story. Now, Paul at this point was uh, acting as some kind of a mentor to him. And he says this, I'm reminded of your authentic faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I'm sure that this faith is also inside you. Now that describes the faith journey of all of us, I think. Now for uh, many it is your mother and your grandmother. Uh, For others, maybe it isn't anyone in your immediate family. Maybe it's somebody else you had contact with, or for that matter, your father and grandfather. Uh, Maybe it was a mentor, someone who was a mentor to you, but all of us had faith shared with us from someone else. Uh, And what, uh, what Paul is doing is recognizing that the faith that was first shared in Timothy as he was growing up now lives in him. But he goes on to say this, because of this, I'm reminding you to revive God's gift that is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now he's not denying that that gift of God's spirit wasn't there from the very beginning, but he is saying that there's a time to mark it. There's a time to lay on hands and to revive it and to claim that as your own. And that is what we are doing today in confirmation. You know, I was talking to uh, Libby as she recorded the prayer earlier, if you remember. And uh, in it, she expressed gratitude for Trinity, for this church, uh, and for its welcoming spirit and all the people who had been friendly and shared with her over the years. Uh, and I know that uh, uh, many, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say all of our confirmands were so grateful for the mentors that they chose as part of that confirmation process in our church. And well, okay, she expressed gratitude for that in the prayer, and that is wonderful. But afterwards, she and I were talking, and I said something like, by the way, Sorry to pick on you, Libby. It was just such a good moment, and I want to share it. Um, I said that something like, you know, part of what it means to be confirmed is that now it's your turn to help make Trinity that kind of a place for other people and for everyone else, and not just Trinity, the whole church. You know, and that's what it's about. Confirmation is, uh, is about claiming that, about being part of the work of the church and what we do. Uh, and it's about owning that for ourselves and for the rest of us that are, uh, that are watching, that are participating uh, with our eyes today. Well, for us, it's a reminder that we are part of that too. All right, now, we had to do confirmation a little differently this year uh, because of COVID-19, and uh, I can't remember what I say at the start of the video we're about to watch, so I'm hoping I don't repeat myself. But here's the basic gist of it. In order to to, uh, have as many people present as possible, we started confirmation yesterday afternoon. And you'll see in the video all the people who are here in little pods of, uh, pods of people, six uh, family units, six feet apart. You'd be amazed how hard it is to organize people six feet apart, by the way. <laughs> but then we did confirmation in a way that nobody was, uh, ever had to be closer than six feet. Uh, however, at the end of it, we said we're not done yet because it's not done until we finish this morning. So let's begin with yesterday's celebration and then at the conclusion of it, we will finish ourselves by, uh, by saying our part as the entire church. Let's do it. 
We are here with our confirmands, their mentors, and their family. And uh, it is complicated how we're doing this today, but we have done our best to keep everyone six feet apart. Uh, and we're recording this on Saturday uh, so that all of these fine people can go home and join the live stream and new people can come in on Sunday morning, including our worship team. Uh, however, this is only part of the ceremony. We'll be concluding it, of course, on Sunday morning. We begin, however, with the questions that have been been asked of those becoming Christian, uh, question, uh, questions that quite frankly date back to the very earliest days of the church. And so I say, brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation, and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledging what God is doing for us and affirm our commitments to Christ's holy church. And so I ask our confirmands today, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? If so, then say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, then say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, then say, I do. And according to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, then say, I will. And will you who sponsor these candidates, their mentors, their parents, and all who care for them, support and encourage them in their Christian life? If so, then say, I will. And now I ask a question to the whole church. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, then say, we do. We do. And now we will hear from each of our confirmants who have uh, prepared a, a verse that's been special to them during the process. And then we will kneel with prayer shawls that were knitted by our knitting ministry in a spirit of prayer. And we will say the words of confirmation. Um, the verse that I, the Bible verse that I chose was Luke one thirty seven. For nothing will be impossible with God, and I learned through that verse is that God is always there for you, and even when you're having a hard time, that He's always helping you through whatever you need, and He's always gonna, even if something's going wrong, then you can always trust Him for whatever you need. And then we'll each lay on hands, and I would invite the congregation to extend hands of blessing too. Lauren, remember your baptism and be thankful. Lauren Catherine Alexander, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. And you may get up.
My name is Alex, and the Bible verse I chose was Philippians 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I chose these verses because God expects us to do what, like, the right thing and to trust in him, even no matter what the situation is. And if you would all extend hands of blessing, remember your baptism and be thankful. Alexander Keith Berry, may the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water in the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hi, I'm Libby, and the Bible verse I chose is Proverbs 2, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. I chose this verse because I found it early during all of this COVID stuff, and when we were kind of in like the middle of confirmation. And during those stressful times, it reminded me to put my trust in God, and He will always be there for me and make sure I'm on the right path. And if you would extend hands of blessing again, remember your baptism and be thankful. Libby Maria Kodak, may the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water in the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Chloe and I picked Psalms 62 verse 8. Trust in him at all times. Zero people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I choose this because it shows that God is always there. He is always someone you can talk to about anything. He will be there through your entire life when some people are not. If you would extend hands of blessing. Uh, Marsha, come out just a little bit. Chloe Corrine Siefkes, remember your baptism and be thankful. May the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Kennedy, and I chose Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I chose this verse because I know that no matter what, God has a plan for me. When I am at my lowest, I can look to God and know that he will not judge me. He will be there for me no matter what I've done or been through.
Remember your baptism and be thankful. Kennedy Marie Siefkes, the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Ava, and I chose the verse, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. I chose this verse because um, God is with me no matter what, and no matter what I've done, and even though like times are hard, He'll always be with me. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Ava James Tomlin, may the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, well, here's the part that's different than it is in most years. Well, there's a bunch of parts that's different than most years. But since we're recording this on Saturday, we're not done yet. It's not complete. I'm thinking of it like when you have a computer, uh, well, usually a Windows computer, if you don't mind the little jab there from a Mac guy, like a Windows computer when it gets to 99% and then stops for a long time. You know, there's this uh, concept in spirituality called liminal space. It's the in-between space. It's the waiting space. It's the already but not yet time. And for those of us here live, that means that for the next 18 hours, you're almost confirmed. Because an important part of confirmation is when the congregation responds and says, welcome, we include you in our midst. And even though part of the congregation is here, we're not going to be done until we say it in the morning with the whole congregation. So with that said, those of us here on Saturday go home for a good night's sleep. And tomorrow we will say it together. Members of the household of God. I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. We renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. I think it is more than appropriate that we give a hand clap of praise to what God is doing in our confirmands and to celebrate the moment. I'll tell you, this sounds like more than 20 people. Uh, that is for certain. So congratulations to all of you and may God continue to work in all that you do. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Sermon. For more information on growth groups or how to more fully embrace the life of faith, visit us at www.trinitylincoln.org.